Okay, of course, we're getting ready to start recording for the next show, which is Train to oh, Busan yeah. and Parasite. If you haven't even heard of those movies, they're fucking amazing movies, and fucking you should amazing. check them out. The only affinity that are the only uh, problem that we're going to run into with these movies is the fact that you have to read. Uh, I know you don't want to yeah, read. Subtitles. It sucks. <laughs> but, like, think about it, though. If you guys are letting subtitles get past you or stop you from watching a movie, you're losing out on the rest of the world, even some movies made here in the United States. So you can't let subtitles stop you. You got to yeah, gotta barrel on through. You got to jump that hurdle, man. Hey, jump that Oprah hurdle. wouldn't want that. She yeah. wants you to read. <laughs> exactly. You know, a lot of us may not be able to actually jump hurdles, you know, in real life. We might be a little bit too. But. Okay. <laughs> Junkie. But we can jump this damn hurdle in film. We can watch <laughs> these damn movies. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't mind watch or reading subtitles to get into movies, right? To watch movies. That's perfectly fine. That's whatever. Like, I'm cool with that. The fact that I have to listen to English on top of dubbed lips bothers the shit out of me with Netflix. It bugs me so fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like their lips don't match. Like you can do that in anime. Sure. Cause you know, it's fucking cartoons. Pretty much any movement in the mouth. That's fine. Okay. Human so beings... you would rather <laughs> read the subtitles than yes! watch the dubbed English version yeah. while their lips gibber about <laughs> and, yes, exactly. and do something completely different. Yeah. Cause I mean, think about it, right? You, you put your Netflix on, right? And it automatically puts the English subtitles in. It doesn't even give you a, sh or like an English dub. It doesn't even give you a shot of seeing it. So you're watching like 15 minutes of the movie, right? And you're just like, this is annoying me. What is wrong with it? And then yeah. you realize, holy shit, this isn't in English. I've wasted 10 minutes and now I'm pissed off. and not going to watch this film. Well, you know, what's even equally frustrating is when you're in a different country and you try to watch your Netflix, it automatically dubs it for you from the English version. So you're watching oh, it in no. fucking French and they're still <laughs> talking in English and you don't speak French. So, and only thing you've been traveling for weeks and all you want to do <laughs> is hear a fucking English show and eat a goddamn uh, McDonald's <laughs> burger because you've been eating Damn fucking you, pasta for weeks. Damn you, Netflix! <laughs> and and just because of the geo territory, they automatically transfer it over to a different oh. language, and Dude, you're just I, you're fucked. I've been fighting freaking Google since I deployed to uh, Afghanistan and Bahrain the first fucking time. Bahrain, yes. Oh, what is Bahrain? Where... I don't own a globe uh, because who the fuck owns a globe nowadays? <laughs> Where's Bahrain? Uh, Bahrain is Sounds right like next to Saudi Arabia. And it's like a vacation destination for uh, um, people in that area. And it's beautiful, beautiful island. It's uh, only like 30-something miles long, like 12 miles wide at its widest point. Like, beautiful, beautiful island. Um, well, that doesn't never sound since, so bad. No, no. It was a great, great little, like, time there. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> ever since then, my Google Maps, or not Google Maps, I'm sorry, uh, my Google uh, Calendar has been in uh, Arabic and I cannot oh, for the life of me get it off and it's pissing me off. It's been like yes. freaking like eight years, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, that's just cosmic fate coming back at you. If you were willing to watch a foreign movie with the subtitle, you'd be, you better be okay with learning your events in, in Arabic. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't happen every time either. That's the thing. Like I'll log in and it'll be like English. I'm like, cool. I'll close down. I'm like, oh man, I forgot to check something on that date. I'll log back in Arabic. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, stop. Ah, fuck. Now, now I got to fucking figure out some kind of like... Like, what does that upside down bird logo mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? And yeah. And you can't like You're walking around English in the random streets of New York. settings. <laughs> You're like in the random streets asking people, can you, can you read my schedule? I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> awesome. I, that is great. Welcome to this episode of Uncovered Cinema. I'm Brian. I'm Will. Nice to meet you. Awesome. Nice to meet you too, Will. <laughs> and uh, today we're talking about two fucking amazing movies, mm. Train to Busan and Parasite. Both have that commonality in the open as they are both foreign films. But yes. we're going to dive into how incredibly complex and beautiful these films are and why you self, yourself should be seeing them. Yes. And both these films are some of the best of the decade. Parasite. Um, may be one of the best foreign films ever made. So That's do yourself what I heard. this favor and seen it. See that seen it. See it. Because I'm just saying that coffee is not gonna do you better than watching this film. Right. The and not only was it supposed to be one of the best films, the director was was quoted as being one of the best directors of all time, even. I don't even know how yeah. that's possible. There's so much competition, but apparently that that's a, that's a really powerful statement saying that the director yeah. is one of the best directors of all time. Mm -hmm. Let that soak in for a minute. There's some pretty fucking great directors out there, and if this yeah, me, I, exactly. Sounds... We we all subscribe <laughs> to your YouTube channel, and we know how good of a director you are. With my lack of content, <laughs> you know, it's great. <laughs> What uh, do you by chance have a, a synopsis of anything? Well, okay, you oh, know, yeah. going back first, let's calm down here. We're getting a little too excited because, again, we we have to try to hold back our childish like behavior uh, for the films that we love and and find a way to critically analyze them. But I, I think it's going to be tough to do in this in this episode. Yeah, you've already heard my my uh, gripes about it, but. What uh what what episode or episode Jesus Christ where are we going What uh movie would you like to do first Um let's see Let's talk about Train to Busan and then we'll talk about Parasite at the end because Parasite is like you know So Train now, to Busan I just like to point out that I'm going to reserve my coin toss for this episode because <laughs> i get a coin toss since you won last the last episode all right, all right. Okay, you, you okay. haven't heard that you go back and listen to the, the last episode about the horror movies that we talked about uh the t turning and uh gretel and hansel of course i've already forgot mm -hmm. the name because they weren't very memorable which <laughs> is amazing that we're doing this this comparison <laughs> next to each other in these episodes two great movies and and two not so great. But yeah. That's, that, that's very... And thank you, Courtney. I appreciate that. The the, the comment about your subpar <laughs> directing <laughs> skills. Yeah. Well, thank that's you. that's why you moved into lighting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can light a scene like a damn 
beast. Okay? There you go. We light yes. the hell out of that. Oh, man. I got my lights. I got these lights over here, and I got those lights over there, and I got the little one gauge I can put up over there, and I can put a little headlight over there. It's great. I got all the lights. <laughs> light that bitch all day. Well, actually, that's <laughs> speaking of subpar directors, uh, I something exciting happened to me this week. I've actually received my, my first paycheck as a producer. Uh, so I've been producing content for... Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I've been producing content for quite a while now. And uh, I when I work a, an event like... Someone hires me to do a thing to produce a thing, then you know I do that. <laughs> to do but, a thing, <laughs> yeah. You, if you, do, you hire me to do the thing, I'm going to do the thing, and it will get done. And I get money. I don't count that. What I'm counting as a, a paycheck as a producer is is content and uh, products that I've pr- been producing on my own without the aid of other studios or or uh, assistance. I'm not I'm not working on TV anymore. I'm not not working for. Uh, the, the billboard uh, artists to make music videos or anything. I'm I'm just doing me and uh, that hard work is now paying off. So it wasn't much. It was like 50 bucks, but hey, hey if I can, everything, man, exactly. And what I'm selling is basically snake oil. So if I'm able to pull <laughs> 50 bucks out of that, that's great. So, I, but I mean, the work that I've had to put into it was, is, I mean, you know, I mean, that's, that's the way business goes. You, you put mm-hmm. that investment in and someday sometime in the future, who knows when you might, you know, make your money back, or if not, you will have a, a, a good write off on your taxes when come tax season. And but a great story for the kids. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> tax one hundred and one. Yeah, it's, it's, it'll keep you up all night. Uh, <laughs> only when you're an adult, I guess. Oh, but God. yeah, so I, I've had to diversify the crap out of it. But I'm I'm working on uh, probably four or five shows right now that I'm producing. You know, with the variants of of YouTube and Spotify, and working with the the Anner Association uh, for mm-hmm. the for nudism and uh, nudism tourism, and uh, now it's actually it's actually kicking back. So I'm I'm so excited about that. So that's good. Moving on to that, let's go to uh, my subpar <laughs> producing <laughs> skills up to uh, these awesome movies. You said uh, we're going to do Train to Busan first, correct? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Train to Busan first. Um, so here's a synopsis: A man, Gong Yo. His estranged daughter and other passengers become trapped on a speeding train during a zombie outbreak in South Korea. Yes. And uh, if you can't tell by the title, they're trying to go to Busan. <laughs> and that was my next question. To honestly. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, all good stories have to go somewhere, right? This is all the journey yeah. that we watch, you know? Yeah. And this movie, it's, it's incredible. The cinematography that they use for it is unbelievable. Plus the art, like the makeup that they put on all the zombies. Holy shit. <laughs> now, Plus I, this takes place on a train. So are the zombies mm-hmm. on the train or is it kind of like yes. a World War yes. Z situation? So the uh, both. So ah. the zombies are on the train, but they're also in the cities and stuff. They're attacking everywhere. And I guess a person who got bit got onto one of the train cars and turned and turned everybody on that train car now everybody else on the rest of the train has to stop you know those zombies from getting into their train cars is this train still making stops through the zombie infected zones it's just like they're trying they're trying to get the survivors to um, help yeah wow okay so we're making stops in in an apocalyptic world like and there's people getting on yeah, they've made one stop. They made one stop where they thought it was safe and it was supposed to be a safe zone and they get out. Oh, spoilers, by the way. 
<laughs> that should just be like in the beginning of the episode spoil alerts for the movies we talk about because fuck you i think at this um, point it's pretty much implied <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah we spoil them all yes exactly so um they get to this area they think it's like a safe area right and they're like okay cool you know let's uh nobody goes on that train you know that car right there nobody touches it nobody messes with it we're good they get out there the whole safe area is overran with zombies and everybody's dead Jeez. And like you expecting a zombie apocalypse. And these zombies are scary as shit. They run. And they run fast. And they're all like parkour zombies. Oh shit, really? Yeah. Parkour zombies. So this is and this is supposed to take place in the in the in current South Korea. Yeah. Currently though. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Yeah, modern. Now the um, director is is from South Korea as well. And it Yes. The director is Young Se Hao. Uh he is did that brilliantly. Thank you. Um, he directed the animated films, The King's Pigs and The Fake, in the live action film, uh, The Train and Psychokinesis. Oh, he's building up to it. I see. They, they, yeah. So it's, you can see the, the culmination of him building up to this movie. Mm-hmm. It looks like he also made another one, Soul Station. Um, that sounds like an awesome, funky <laughs> ride that yeah. I would want to be on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like Snoop Dogg and Soul Plane, like that's kind of what it sounds like to me, right? It's I guess that is supposed to be um, around the same time as Train to Busan is, and it's in the same world, Zombie Apocalypse, South Korea, and it's an animated film. Ah, so I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to watch that. It looks really good. But he's uh, this movie did so well that he's actually doing a second one, Train to Busan Two, and I am so unbelievably excited for this. Nice. The first one was so good and so action-packed the whole time that it was uh, like playing. I was on the edge of my seat, biting my nails, which is a common occurrence. But this time it was special. <laughs> uh, it, I, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> a good joke there. It was like something, yeah, about messing your nails up. But yeah, <laughs> that's uh, not good. Not even possible. Not even possible. Anymore. Yeah, there's no. There's just little nubs at this point. Little nubs. <laughs> Oh, it's bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're gonna get cut that shit out. Sorry, <laughs> it's getting well, late. Since we're gonna cut it out, the girls love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Anyways, um, what what yeah. about this movie is so great? Was it the the cin- uh, cinematography of it, the the script, or everything of it? The script was amazing. Um, the story was intense like it was a guy that doesn't really do well with his daughter but he wants to get her to you know safety and like his whole premise is to get his daughter to safety get back to his daughter like they're separated like he just wants to get her to safety that's it and this whole time she thinks he's dead an episode of of the human condition Mm -hmm. that everybody tries to do i mean there's not zombies around but we're always trying to protect our family and and get the best life that we can for them so there's a strong relatability in that i mean um I like the idea that we're going to different train stops, including different environments, but it feels like, like it sounds like it might be limited in the scenes that you could do because everything takes place on a train. Right. So yeah, how, but were they, they able to like mix work. it up? Okay. So yeah, they, they make it work really well. Um, there's a few huge scenes that are in train stations. There's a, um, obviously the scenes that lead up to them getting on the train back in their apartment, things like that. But they really do um, 
mix up the different types of cars that you see. Like you see a car of zombies, you see a car of survivors who are unwilling to help each other, like help other people. You see a car that is trying to bring in all the survivors. You see all the different types of civilization on this one car, like this right. one train. And it's it's phenomenal. I love it. I right, love what he did with it, and I love his directing. Any zombie, I mean, it's safe to say any zombie film or undead apocalyptic setting film is not really about what's on that surface level. We're not really studying the zombies. We don't really care about that. What, what actually is important is the... Uh, study of the the human interactions mm -hmm. the what the humans are doing pressuring yeah. of our morals and and how they get easily bended when faced with the option of your family or your life versus somebody else so th really that had a deep uh complexity it's easy to build a complexity into that um film when you when you choose that type of genre as it were yeah. so the did you say that this was a movie that you didn't you shouldn't come in with expectations for or was that no parasite? no no that's parasite parasite, that's, parasite. Is the that's one also that another reason i wanted to talk to it last is if anybody still does want to see parasite and you haven't seen it yet do not listen to our segment on parasite <laughs> like train to busan you can kind of like live with some spoilers or whatever but if you have any context at all about parasite it kind of ruins a lot of the movie well, uh, okay, so I've watched the uh, commercial for it. Have I been ruined? Have I been tainted? No, 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 no. Okay. no. The commercial's fine, but if you have, if you talk about the underlying um, message that they're trying to get across, or you talk about yeah. um, the ending, we're going to ruin all that. Yeah, it's it's going it. to be ruined, and you you really don't want to. That's what we do. Okay, <laughs> so train to busan uh everything's mm -hmm. good about it the the script writing the director is there any signature shots that you feel like you know for example michael bay likes those those sweeping parallaxing shots that are low and they got the lens flares shooting out every which way it looks like a star wars film when he when he does it but you know it's him was mm -hmm. there any any signatures that you felt like were prevalent in that film that we're going to be seeing in the future maybe in in busan 2 um, there's some camera movements that he did, but I'm not sure if it was him or if it was his DP that did them. But there's like I movements see. going through the trains and um, seeing the outside and specifically how the uh, zombie actors were like parkouring over stuff. But again, I'm not sure if that was him or if that was his DP. Either way, I hope to God he uses the same DP for Train Basan 2 because yeah. they work together so well and they made such a beautiful piece. Right. And uh, as the... Uh, the game was just it was just shown. You mm -hmm. don't want to trade out your players in the fourth quarter. You know you want to keep your yep. your same people so that you have that consistency and that that good that feel that you had in the first one that made it so successful. So train to Busan and that one is it even in you saw it in theaters obviously. So no, I, I, actually me, I did not really. I seen it a couple of years after it came out. Um, ah. it came out in. Give me a second, Peepa Deeps. <laughs> Peepa Deeps. <laughs> um, it came out in 2016, and it is on. Oh man, it used to be on. I thought it was on um, Netflix, but it's on Tubi, Amazon Prime, Vudu, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, all for purchase except Tubi. I don't know what Tubi is, but uh, who, what the hell is Tubi? I don't know, but it's for free on there. Maybe someone can tell us what Tubi is. 
if you yeah. if you're a two B subscriber. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So what do, what do you think is what was this resurgence or this uh, growth it's coming really... from like Korea or, or or Asian film? We didn't see that breaking over into domestic film um, filming before, and now it seems yeah. to be all the topic and the rage. Yeah, it's not um, really a resurgence. It's a modernization, I would say. Um, an adjustment to filmmaking. Okay. Sorry, if you hear my dog, she is my little Leia. She's not not too thrilled about having to sleep in her kennel right now. <laughs> she's like, I want to sleep in my bed. I'm so stupid. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I heard the whimpering from the back, but I yeah, just assumed it was. <laughs> no, she's, she's throwing a little fit. She's a princess. And she's treated as such. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But with the modernization of uh, foreign films going to more like a uh, Western style, um, a lot more Americans are getting into it because when it's like um, you can do the, the German expressionism, the French new wave, all that stuff. Americans really never got into it unless they were like film snobs like uh, me, the douchebag. Um, outside of that, like a lot of people didn't really get into those types of films. Now that we have them coming in and doing a lot more action sequences, a lot more explosions, not that the old, um, Kung Fu movies didn't have that. They just had it in a different way. Um, they're trying, the old Kung Fu movies were too, I don't know. It was, it was too much for Western audiences to get into it. Uh, But now that they've made into more modern fighting, more modern way to tell stories. You're going to see a lot more foreign films breaking the barrier for English or American audiences that wouldn't normally watch those films because it reminds them of home. Ah, okay. I see. It's like Gangnam style all over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Why I thought that was more funny than it should need to be. But... <laughs> I was just listening to that today in preparation for this show, knowing that I was going to be talking about Korean film. Okay. So Train to Busan, if you haven't seen it, Mm -hmm. go see it. It's out everywhere. Unless you're a Tubi, we don't know how. We can't help you. I'm sorry. You should have Amazon. I I don't know what to tell you, people. (laughs) Even Amazon is, um, you have to pay for it. You have to pay like three bucks on Amazon. Oh, that's that's a cup of coffee. Dude, seriously. <laughs> no, uh, um, no, but like Tubi, you could watch it free. Again, I we're not sponsored by Tubi. I don't know who Tubi is. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just reading this off Google, people. Okay. No, jump down my throat. Um, iTunes, you get for five bucks. Google Play, four bucks. YouTube, four bucks. Hulu, three bucks. Amazon Prime, three bucks. So get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Good, get good it. film. Uh, again, you just have to overcome that, that uh, ability to read subtitles Mm -hmm. yeah just get over that i mean honestly if you get past that whole uh you know subtitles are it takes a lot of mental work subtitles are boring blah 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 you're gonna be introduced to so much better media dude (laughs) yeah like okay so i i totally understand with tv shows because reading subtitles for like 10 hours straight i i can see that being like exhausting especially if you like um like just chowing straight through a show. Um, but for movies, come on guys, you're, you're going to get so much more 
media so much better media that's not bogged down by hollywood and blockbuster status and all that stuff that actually focus on good storytelling unlike you know <coughs> captain marvel um so we <laughs> god you hate her <laughs> you hate her so much i do i don't like her i don't res- like i don't respect someone who doesn't respect crew period I, I just don't. Uh, I'm okay. sorry. You're yeah. you're a shit actor if you don't respect the crew that works with you. I will give that to you. That that's sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Parasite is what we're moving on to. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome again, movie. Again, it's, again. Before we say anything about it, yeah. if you want to watch that movie, pause. Stop listening. <laughs> come back and then come back <laughs> after you yeah. watch it. <laughs> or but just don't listen to this. Listen part. to another show. We have like yeah. nine out right now. A bunch of them. Uh, okay. Parasite. Greed and class discrimination threatened the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. This one is directed by Bong Joon-ho. Ho? Bong Joon? Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to get it right the first time, like you did it so <laughs> elegantly, but I can't do it. Bong Joon-ho. Ho? Who? Who do? Bong. I don't know. <laughs> Bong Joon-ho. Let's step. Let's just move on. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, another subtitle movie. This one you would think this would be the zombie movie because mm-hmm. of the word parasite. However, as we will learn in the movie, I think it's actually quite obvious that the the parasite is the uh, gap of ep- economic wealth that uh, that resides within uh, this this country. And mm-hmm. and as as talk. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was reading. Save that, me. Um, <laughs> I was reading something that somebody wrote about it. So this movie, it really does tackle that uh, the difference between um, the economies, especially in Korea. And I, I totally get where they're coming from. This movie is a great movie, a damn near masterpiece. It, the cinematography in it, holy fucking shit. <laughs> it's beautiful it is beautiful from start to finish the story is intense and calming and slow and fast and all of the in between it's everything it's a it's a damn near masterpiece great the the problem that people have and the problem that i don't have with it is they're like it's too slow it starts out slow and slow it's a slow movie yes yes it is it's a very slow movie all his movies are slow movies that's just the just the way uh, it is. Okay, so it drags on when you're movies. watching it, but we're we're building character, mm-hmm. and, and we're taking that time to in, involve ourselves into uh, mm-hmm. invest ourselves into the characters, right? Yeah, yeah. It it really takes that time to um, explain the story. Like again, like I said, this is not a Hollywood film. This is not a blockbuster. This is a director who had a vision for a movie and made it to his vision without all these other people breathing down his neck to put their stuff in it and to have actresses like Brie Larson. That's what he's going for. So he had, he did everything he wanted to do in this movie and it showed. Yeah. <laughs> it really showed. It made this movie his own. Wow. And uh, it's, this is so good. I'm trying not to give too many um, spoilers away. Well, um, wh- wh- why don't you just explain what happens in the movie? What's the general setup of it? I understand it, it. There's this uh, clash of of economic disparity, and and somebody who's very poor works for somebody who's very rich, right? And and mm-hmm. he 
either uh, I believe he tries to to manipulate them in in some kind of way to his advantage that uh they're they're supposed to be very open I guess to it and and very uh receptive or I, I guess yeah. for rich people you would think it would be you'd you'd be very knowledgeable and and know when someone's trying to con you but in this case it was kind mm-hmm. of the opposite it's more of like uh you know uh what do you call them the family that's that's come into wealth and so they're yeah. just riding off the backs of the people that work hard to to create that wealth so they themselves are not mm-hmm. as knowledgeable as they should be in it this movie took inspiration from a murder that happened in the 1930s too oh mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of yeah real life to it so now yeah, i guess you might have just ruined it for me is there a murder in the movie they they end up killing the fam or what i will not say that part <laughs> but um there is some messed up stuff that happens in the movie to the point where at the end of the movie um when the guys is getting arrested and you're just like i'm what <laughs> like why and then they explain it and you're like oh man so it gives you one of those that mind fucks sucks. at the end you're just like yeah oh okay what? Yeah, but um, the what the 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 thing it takes after is two live-in maids kill their employers in 1930s France. Ah, okay. Yeah. So this was a whole it was the a whole Papin Italian job, as it were. Yeah, the Papin sisters. Ah, and what was cinematically? What what did you think? Uh, was one of like the the memorable shots or one of the better things that you that you like that stood out? Was it in? I don't know. Is it takes place in a house, or is it the city views, or how do they display that that made this film overall great? So excellent. There's one. There's one shot that a lot of people use actually when they're explaining the film, and uh, they use it for good reason. It's of one uh, of the actresses walking up the stairs, and she has her hand in front of her mouth. Right. That shot right there is unbelievably beautiful. Probably one of my favorite shots in the whole movie. It's her uh, exiting the tunnels, coming out into the the world, mm-hmm. and uh, you have this dark uh, figure behind her. She's coming out of the darkness into the light. It's just all around a good shot. And that's that's the type of cinematography that is in this movie. That's all throughout this movie. Ah, I see. So interesting. Okay, uh, it, to me, it sounds like it, it's almost more playing out like like a theater play uh, where, where the focus is is the in-depthness of that character in, in growing the the complexity of that character so that once things start going down in act two, then you are, are more attached to the, that loss or, or whatever, whatever yeah. might be happening or so. But it, it almost sounds like, uh, like it's playing out like, like a theater play to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And if you guys don't know, Parasite did win a few awards, which are fantastic. Um, they won best foreign film. Um, let me see. That's right. What this else did I heard win? about this? Film. I wouldn't have yeah. known about it if I didn't see it uh, from the awards. The, yeah, they won um, Palmed or I don't know what that is in 2019. They won Screen Actors Guild Award for outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. They won the Golden Globe Award for best foreign film. British Independence Film Award for the Best International Independent Film. So it's an indie film. Yeah. Also, guys, amazing. this is an indie film. This just shows you what you can do as an indie developer with, you know, enough money. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, the the BAFTA Award for Best Foreign Language Film. I mean, this thing has literally rows upon rows upon rows of awards 
they won everything it looks like yeah that, that's right the director uh was was quoted as saying like if you can get past that dom- domesticism of of your films in and spread out to other other world like you know other customs and and yeah other countries films and be open to seeing that type of stuff then a whole new world might open up to you um, yeah if, if you're open to it yourself yeah absolutely and here's Maybe some you put it um, a little bit more elegantly than i did but i think yeah <laughs> the point was still there yeah absolutely and uh here's some funny behind the scenes well not funny but like interesting behind the scenes of it so this movie takes place in a two-story house, right? Um, and then a lot of the house is taking place indoors, so you know that the room shots are probably going to be built on sound stages. Well, did you know that the whole second floor of the house is actually fake? <laughs> really? They, yeah, this one-bedroom or one-floor house was built for this movie specifically um, in an empty lot in South Korea, and then they put a green screen on the second floor, wrapped it around the roof, and then put the second floor in digitally later. Wow. So they just, instead of going out location scouting and finding the perfect house, they just said, oh, fuck it. Let's just CGI it. Like, just throw it in afterwards. We're yeah, going to put a they, second house on, second story on this house. Yeah. It's obviously pivotal to the story and the script mm-hmm. that they had this, this two story, which I guess symbolically represents that separation in more of a physical manner. Yeah. They, they really just wanted, like, they wanted the perfect house and they wanted the, like the house that's in their brain and they made it possible. Wow. A different way than we would have, but they still made it possible. Well, yeah, I remember watching uh, Netflix where, you know, the the way that they make the movies and they were talking about the home alone and how they spent like 10 weeks or something looking for this perfect house that they wanted to represent the, the, uh, the family that, that lived in there and, and that, I don't know, that Midwest feel, uh, so it had this mm-hmm. be- big, beautiful house and they actually went and scouted it out and spent all the time doing it. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like you just save the money and throw a green screen. <laughs> and, yeah, seriously. And edit it in afterwards. Save the money, whatever. Um, and Once you get that establishing movie... shot, I mean, that's really all you need, right? Then we, mm-hmm. we believe it's a two-story house. Exactly. Exactly. And we we see the house multiple times throughout the film, but you never know that it's only a one-story house. It really looks like it's a two-story house, so... Good on you, VFX guys. Good yeah. on you. Yeah, totally. Uh, so this movie, apparently, uh, the uh, director pulled inspiration from his own life because he was a tutor in college for a wealthy family, and he said he always thought he was spying on them. Oh, for him being a tutor, so he was going mm-hmm. into homes. The wealthy yeah, family homes. Yeah. How do you not? Because you're 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 getting you're piercing the veil of of. Yeah. You're piercing well, the veil. You're always you're seeing stuff that you necessarily shouldn't be seeing um, as in an intimate environment. You're yeah. hearing things that you know this family may or may not want out in the general public, especially if they're wealthy. Who knows what secrets those people are hiding? That's <laughs> a good point because I think people think that that they're they're different. You know, it's it's yeah. If you are extremely wealthy, it's it's because you're a superior human or something. That might be the thought in someone's head. But then when you get in, if you were in his position as a tutor, you just realize that they're just normal people dealing with their own problems that are exactly like yours. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether there's, you know, 10 zeros behind that paycheck or not. You still kind of have the same problems at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And... <laughs> 
God, this this movie is great. It it reaches into so many different aspects of life and living with other people and other like another family. Right. It, it's crazy. It, it's absolutely crazy. I'm like I said, I'm not going to jump to too many spoilers or any at all. I'm really trying not to <laughs> um, because I really think that even if you guys have, are, do want to watch this movie and you still listen to the rest of this podcast, go out and see this movie. It is worth it. If the freaking 30 awards or whatever they've received doesn't say that enough, like take it from me. I'm a white boy. I love this film. <laughs> I, okay. Honestly, Will, I, I think I that, that's the takeaway of, of this episode is being open to new things and, and, and being open to watching mm-hmm. other, other countries cinema. We're so, uh, ethnically centered on ourselves. We think everything is, is in happening here and, yeah. and keep that focus on us. But there's a whole world out there of things and, and cinema going on and they're all having their own movements and advancements yeah. in, in film. And if we stay focused on ours, we're, we're essentially blinding ourselves to the rest of the yeah. world. Look at Bollywood, for instance, dude. Like the m- films that they've been putting out over the last decade have just been getting better and better and better. Like they're definitely um, behind us in storytelling. Right. But not really in their own way. And I love the dance sequences. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the, the whole reason to watch. Of course, they're so <laughs> intricate and involved. And I yeah. don't want to sound like, you know so ignorant but I, the only thing i could think of is slumdog millionaire but it was a fucking excellent movie oh, and i, I own it even because like fantastic movie i don't even have a dvd player to put it in but i i own it because it's, it was so fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah there there's quite a few movies i uh bollywood movies i really really do enjoy really love um especially any of their war movies <laughs> oh war movies we can never do war movies again well it's, we go we go down like trauma alley anytime we watch it just oh, ends no. up being such a dark episode <laughs> like, then there was that one time yeah. oh. <laughs> what uh i'm oh, trying to yeah, think of no. <laughs> uh, there's another movie I, I have that is really good um so abstract and it was a foreign film too I'm going to try to describe it to you. Maybe you know, it starts with like, there's a, a big uh, hotel on top and there's like a little panicula or whatever calling going up on the hill. And it's like, I think Jude Law's in it or something. And um, the, it's about the, okay, there's a war going on and uh, Christopher Waltz or Wahlberg or something is in there. Waltz or something. And uh, the bell, it's about the bellhop. It's centered about the bellhop. And, <gasps> Oh, 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 right? oh, it's, um, hotel shit. Gosh, I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, God, what is that? Hold on. I'm going through his IMDb right now. Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. That's oh, it. Grand that's Budapest it. Hotel. Oh, man. I'm that's including a all of this. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> it is such a good movie. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 everything about that, the, the, the visuals, the mm-hmm. character the color scheme. Yeah, and the there's just all these off. layers of complexity on it. So that's kind of what yeah. I imagine that like these films are. Uh, you know, not having seen it myself or prepared at all for this podcast, <laughs> I think, which is in true fashion of me. Uh, I, I wish it. I would have taken more notes for this one specifically, but. <laughs> 
I, I, that's what I imagine that this movie is going to be for me when I do watch it, because that yeah. movie was such a great movie. And in fact, that's going to be the rest of my night is I'm going to rewatch that movie again. Oh, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Grand Budapest Amazing. Hotel. And again, mm-hmm. all uh, again about the human condition and that disparity of wealth that as an economic class, uh, mm-hmm. because it's, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm seeing parallels already. It's, it's, it's about the, you know, the poor bellhop who's serving the, the, the richer, um, wealthier folk and, uh, and how that yep. wealth transitions hands. Did we do, did we do anything here today? Well, I don't, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I think we, hey, talking about film is always doing something. That's film true. Is always there to teach us new things and to teach us to break down barriers that need to be broken down 20 years ago that still stand for some stupid reason. Like having Brie Larson in freaking a Marvel movie, but um, <laughs> <laughs> could have been more perfect. I don't even know how you would transition to talking trash about Brie Larson, but you've managed to do it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I I could think of five actresses on the top of my head right now that would do better than she did in that position. But you know, that's not. I'm not the casting director. It's not me. I'm just the guy watching it, you know, uh, chair book or chair, what is it? But those weren't uh, even couch words. quarterback <laughs> or whatever. That seems like a great place to call it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Uncovered Cinema. I'm Brian. I'm Will. Next time we're going to do something uh, much more lighthearted and less Brie Larson bagging. <laughs> but uh <laughs> we, yeah we need a relaxed fit episode i felt like this was uh a, a, it was a heavy topic to cover relax fit like your jeans is is what we need we need yes we need to take the belt buckle off of this next episode put on yes. some torn sweatpants and dive so, away we'll leave it dive up away to, you to guys. what where the hell was <laughs> sorry D- dive away oh. <laughs> we'll leave it up to you guys if you guys want us to talk about uh, best movies to watch while drunk or best movies to watch with a beer or if we want to talk about best movies to watch while high yes let us know <laughs> oh man that that'll be interesting i'll have to do a lot of research we is of wow. course legal in both of our states so we can legally do this yes. check your own state laws absolutely. to find out what's absolutely it's legal in our states yes. so you know the research is abundant if you know what I mean. <laughs> Abundant. <laughs> Abundant. <laughs> That's creative right there. You are doing something. You're moving on up, mister. Uh, and of course, we can take that alcohol <laughs> episode and also smash it into a good pairings with movies episode. Ooh, uh, what yes. kind of beers beer? to pair elegantly <laughs> will be your movie sommeliers to pair yes. your beers with your movies. Or wine. Or, yeah, we have to do wine because otherwise we're just white trash. Yeah, we're just we white trash talking about the fucking movies to, to, <laughs> to watch with your show. Yeah, you can't leave out the rom-coms. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we know how you love your, your sing-along musicals, too. So we, Oh, man. I'm oh, sure man. those would pair well with a wine. Yas Queen. Yeah. Yas. <laughs> love my musicals. Oh, love them to death. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'll get a nice brute to go along with those. <laughs> a brute. <laughs> you're weird. 
fruit from the two book chuck aisle or what (laughs) i I got three bucks let me go down and get a bottle i'll be right back (laughs) so next week you can listen to our episode of white trash movies (laughs) to drink to watch with your your moonshine (laughs) oh god going downhill every week and we're doing it in style Uncovered Cinema Podcast. Uh, Check us out at uncoveredcinema.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you later.